Hello and welcome to Hub City Now. I'm your host, Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. We have another great show for you today. We have some amazing guests who have returned to be with us here in Jackson, Tennessee. They are Mayor Mansouri well done. and Eric Dozier. Yes, yes, um, yes. They are here to talk to us about the Children's Theater Company. And um, at the time of this recording, you would have missed it, but uh, the Children's Theater Company will still be here and you can still be a part of it. Um, but what we're here today to do is to talk um, about what Children's Theater Company is, where did it start, who started it, and these two. Um, Mayor is the founder and artistic director, and Eric is the resident, the co-founder and co-artistic director. So we are going to let them introduce themselves briefly and, and let us know who they are and where they're from. Ladies first. Oh, thank you. I love sexism. It's good. Um, <laughs> hello, friends. We are here from New York, um, but our theater is about uh, kids who want to be the voices of positive change. Mm-hmm. I'm originally from Iran, and we had a turbulent uh, escape from our country. I'm a member of the largest non-Islamic Baha'i community. From the Baha'i community, we, of course, want to embrace oneness in all forms. And I really wanted to find a community that could see the, uh, the potential for children and youth and the arts coming together as a catalyst for social change. And we were really embraced by a largely African-American community in New York City. And we started to develop musicals that had an element of a social justice imperative, that we were looking at intentional community building, intentional inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a trend. It was something that people weren't thinking about as kids and youth and inclusion and diversity. goes back in 1999. And so as we developed uh, musicals and uh, one acts with kids, uh, we realized we could go as young as five and as old as 18. And over the last 22 years, we've also developed choral music, musical mm-hmm. theater. And we're, we're looking for families and communities who want to see their kids be about something. We kind of call it kids with a cause. Okay. So that's, that's what got started in 1999. Right. Want to add to that, Eric? Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was interesting. Uh, Mayor and I met at a conference in Florida, and I was wor- running an organization called One Human Family Music Workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she had brought a bunch of kids down to to Florida, and she said, listen, we're trying to get this thing, you know, trying to expand this thing in New York. Uh, would you be interested in doing, uh, being the founding musical director for Children's Theater and coming down and working with our kids? Mm-hmm. So I was living in Boston at the time, drove four hours every Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, started working, and and, uh, and 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 the rest is kind of history. And now we're in Jackson, Tennessee, <laughs> uh, running um, uh, we uh, well as you said uh, uh, com- uh, running a theater uh, company here a theater camp with uh, with a lot of local supporters and stakeholders mm-hmm. uh, school teachers uh, local NAACP the the Ned, the Ned Theater uh, Savoy Entertainment Miss Wendy. Uh, uh, Trice Martin, uh, Penny Roberts, uh, a number of teachers from the Jackson Madison County School System, um, and we do theater uh, for social change to help young people engage in in, in thinking about their world uh, okay. and and how they can use their talent to speak to the ills that are kind of plaguing our society right now. So we're we're very happy to be in Jackson doing this. That's awesome. Because the last time you all were here, you all brought Henry Box Brown, A Musical Journey, to us from August 25th to 29th at the NED. 
And um, it was extraordinary. It, it was amazing. Yeah. And I remember the workshop you had after that. Right. And, um, what, what do you hope participants who are in the company learn from their experiences? Hmm. Yeah, that's a that. You that, mean the yeah. company of adults or the company of youth? Well, both of them. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. everybody that's involved. What I mean, because the children, and before we go any further, let's let's talk about what I I saw during the camp, um, how you you motivated the students and how you pushed them and how both of you all were encouraging them to to recite things and to talk about the things that are going on in the community right now. Right. Um, and how that's important to inflect while you are reciting these words and not just singing words, but understanding what those words mean and right. why they were said when they were said. Right, right, right. Yeah, so so when we talk about, um, you know, kids with a cause, we really want to emphasize the fact that, and I'll, and I'll borrow the words uh of James Baldwin here. James Baldwin said this. He says, the role of the artist is like the role of the lover. Uh, if I love you, I have to make you conscious of the things that you do not see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and as you know, we know him as, 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 a, as a prolific, uh, you know, author and playwright. Um, but he always used his art to really provoke thinking, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and to and to really call out injustice and to promote unity in the world, right. and so when we have these young people, you know, reciting his words, reciting the words of Dr. King, reciting the words of of of, of Wilma Rudolph, uh, uh, you know, it, what what we're doing is we're actually having them explore social justice through this language, right? right? right. Um, and also to embody these people, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, to really embody and, and, and be a, a, a living expression of who they were in the world. And as we're talking about these quotes, we also give them context. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to understand that, you know, a lot of these beautiful words were birthed through struggle, right? right? And so, uh, you know, if we have young people that are going through hardship, you know, these words help them move through that hardship, but also can help other people that hear them move through struggles and, 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 and move toward triumph. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we think it's very, very important to give them the language of social justice, the language of unity, the, 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 the language of social progress and social uplift. Right. And then they can begin to even incorporate that language into the way they speak. Mm-hmm. You know, and it also lifts their sights as to who they can be in the world as well. Right, right, right. So without any further ado, we want to bring up someone who was a part of the camp and have him recite what he learned. He's going to say his name, his age. I don't have to do any introduction. (laughs) Right. Hello, my name is Kingston Trice, and I'm 10 years old. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort, but when he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Martin Luther King Jr., minister and leader of the Civil Rights Movement. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. He learned that in a day. In a day. <laughs> and he had a whole long other speech, and I was like, well, you know what? We're going to challenge you like the other kids. And he right. did it. Right. That's well, another well, what thing. is that like for you when, you when at the end of the camp when the participants go home and they have these words that they might not have even experienced had it not been for you all? bringing it to the community? 
It, it's really a whole cumulative experience. It's the self-doubt and um, uncertainty and even suspicion of who are these people. And, and then to see that they're noble beings and mm-hmm. that nobility and that they know, they have BS detectors, you know, they can right, see right, it. Right, they right. can see who really <laughs> believes in them. And really it's astonishing to see that the defiant face of a 13-year-old who will not be put on the spot mm-hmm. within hours by the end of the day is encourage all her friends to come and join. So for me, the transformation is that belief in themselves. The words are, you know, the the beauty of these, the language that allows them to not be, it's not dumbed down. Mm -hmm. We're not doing, you know, God bless Sesame Street. We love it, but it's not about, (laughs) you know, education literacy level. It's about, I know you can come up to here and Mm -hmm. just keep pushing that. So for me, it's seeing where they start and where they end up and finding a real sense of community from this experience, which really theater can either allow or not allow, which it could be very competitive. It could be about the best costume, the best part, the best role. Or if we orchestrate this right from the beginning, and that's why after the Henry Box Brown production, we wanted to spend a few months to find out, can this be locally grown? It's not New Yorkers coming in with their conceit of art forms. It's about the strengths of a community. Those children are the nobility. Nobody is an out you know, cast. No one's at risk, high risk. You know, there's nobody being rescued. Today we saw a dance um, by Nadia Beard from the JMC school. Um, she put together 30 children in two days in the most creative. Alvin Ailey would have <laughs> been astonished. Awesome. And every kid that was reluctant to move their shoulders was, so the language that you're speaking to us about, or you're referring to, was not just words. Right. It was the language of movement. Right. It was the connection to music. It was the connection to heritage. It's the connection to the 30 grandmas they never wanted. Right. That were all there to cheer them on, <laughs> right. and suddenly the surrogate community. So it's just a lot more going on than putting on a show. Right, right. That's awesome. Um, would you like to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to say that, and I think that you know what what Mayor was saying about the the language. Like most of the time, we think of language as something that is written, or you know, we think of typographical in a book. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, there are so many ways that that communities particularly uh, African-American indigenous communities um, uh, have 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 found to talk about the world that they live in. Right. 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 Um, And, you know, even when you think about, you know, if if, if all knowledge was in a book and then you make it illegal for people to learn how to read, there's something that's going (laughs) on. It's it's not really about literacy. Mm -hmm. It's about power. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we found ways to speak our truth. And this is the other thing that we're trying to teach these young people is that there are ways to speak um, that nobody can stop. Right. 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 So when those kids get up there and they move and they express with their bodies, you know, that is that is a language. Right. You know, we spoke the language of protest with our bodies. We Mm -hmm. spoke the language of protest in our songs. Mm -hmm. You know, we even spoke to the the language of protest in our moans. Right. That's right. And so that's very powerful for them to understand, because sometimes, you know, they may not be able to articulate what they need to say in words. You know, right. and they and they and and so you know what what Miss Beard did and Ayana and Ayana Campbell did with them today is is showed them how to use their body to express what is in their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we do the same thing with music. You know, and so they you know they need to understand that there are, there are multiple literacies that yeah. that, that we deal with. Right. Now they may not 
interact with it at 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 that level of complexity where they're calling it that but what it really is is that it is self-expression right and they need to understand that there are there are many ways to express themselves right. and you know that that will help them beyond just this moment in theater on mm-hmm. that stage mm-hmm. you know if they understand that if they are feeling rage or anger uh that there are ways that they can express that that can turn that into something that they can then re-gift to the world as a thing of beauty. Right. You know, and like when you think about the spirituals um, as a as an art form, as a genre of music and the duress and the strain and the stress that that came out of, mm-hmm. like our response to oppression was to create beauty in the world. Right. That's powerful. That's right. Right. You know, that is a powerful mm-hmm. reversal um, uh, uh, as to what people think we are. Right. 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 You know, uh, because they don't you know, I mean, we were we were not expected to create beauty. But everywhere you looked in the midst of all of that struggle and that heartache and that pain, we were creating beautiful things. Right. Right. right? right. And it's powerful for them to know that they can do that, too, that's and that right. they come from that. That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we were speaking about music and I wanted to share with the listeners this <laughs> song um, with the uh, absolutely love and it's uh called i am promise and we're going to play that right now how old are you aliana four 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 that's old but that's wise right what do you like to do you like to sing what do you like to do sing along. you ready to try to sing ready sing with me okay one sing i am a promise yes Listen, let me hear you real loud. And if I listen, I can hear God's voice. And if I try it, you help me make it help me make the real big. Voice. I have a promise to be anything, anything God, God wants me to be. Now, that was an award-winning song. <laughs> and how many years, because I thought this was brand new. No, no, no. How many years ago was this recorded? This was this was recorded in 2001. 2001. Wow. That was, uh, you know, it's funny. I moved to New York September the 8th, wow. 2001. Yeah. Three days. I remember. I remember when I moved there because I moved there to uh, actually take a job with the uh, Harlem Gospel Choir, mm-hmm. 
And and the first day I got there, Mayor was showing me around the city. She said, if you ever get lost, you know, it's easy to find your way around in Manhattan. The, the, the Twin Towers are always going to be south. If you ever need to go south, always look that way. You'll see the Twin Towers. Wow. Three days they were gone. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we walked down to Union Square where millions people, th- throngs, as you know, this is 9-11, right? Right. So throngs of people are gathered around and, and, at, at Union Square. And Eric looked at me because I'm from Iran. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody knew this guy named Osama bin Laden. I mean, I didn't right. even know who he was. And he looked at me and he said, 9-11 will be known as the day of black rest. And we, I just went, what is he talking about? And I realized within weeks as like, you know, the ban on Iranians you know, mm-hmm. and Middle East mm-hmm. and all of it. But yeah, like, it was we're like, we're going to get a break. And let me just say to tie it back into this children's theater thing. Yeah, they have black rest. Tie it back to children's theater. We'd been practicing these speeches, songs, quotes, these right. musicals all about these social quotes. change. So that was a Tuesday. Wow. On Saturdays, they had rehearsals, so everyone's wow. calling. What saying, was that like? Yeah, no, this, no, this, no, no. this is the bit. Yeah. Like, I, we were, we were, we were, we were meeting every Saturday we, yeah, for we our rehearsals. Still, so yeah. the parents were like, "Are we meeting? Are we meeting?" I'm like, "Listen, right. yeah. we were at 14th Street. This is ha- this happened in in downtown, which is considered yeah. downtown." I was like, "There's still a train. Mm-hmm. It's still stopping at 14th Street. Mm-hmm. And unless you guys know how to have this conversation with your kids, I suggest we get together." They're like, "We're rehearsing." I'm like, right. "We're doing something." Right. Right. We all came together. They all got in the theater, and everyone is just, you know, it's four days later. Right. And the smoke is, and the, and, and the and dust. The helicopters. The, the dust is still falling. Stuff, like, the, literally, the ashes are, uh, ashes of the, you know what, is falling on us. Right. And they're in that theater, and I'm like, we're not going to rehearse. We're going to go back into that Union Square, and we're going to do what we're doing mm-hmm. tomorrow in Farmer's Market. Right. We're going to sing. We're going to tell these quotes. We're going to do these speeches. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to do it in the park. And we're going to be an instant amplification and a circle. Right. So everyone was like, that's the only way to release this. Right. So we go out into the Union Square Park, just down the street, from the Baha'i Center. Thank goodness for the Baha'i Center. And one kid says, the Martin Luther King quote, we have guided missiles and misguided men. And misguided men. Mm. Dr. Martin Luther King. And the newspapers are gathering, and the media is gathering. We're just rehearsing in the little park. Right. And they said, how long... When did you get these kids? You guys have been practicing. I'm like, no, these kids have been doing this for three years already. We were just right. Trying. And so this is what was special for the kids to be relevant, to have something to say, to find some kind of sense that there exists to mm-hmm. be able to to know what is our goal. Right. So that was really, yeah, your right. move was timely. And yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was quite the day, you know, when we did that. But you know, I think that. You know, the fact that that we can say and this is even like now as we're doing this work and people are kind of discovering what we've been doing for 20 some odd years. um, You know, folks didn't really know what to call what we were doing. You know, now they're calling it what anti-bias education education or diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, like it's all acronyms. (laughs) They're calling it everything now. Yeah, DEI. But we've been doing it for 20 years because we know and we've always known that we need to start creating spaces where young people can explore these issues Mm -hmm. and begin to investigate what the oneness of humanity will look like you know, what it can be, you know, mm-hmm. to begin to explore our history of uh, multicultural progress and, and, and uplift and all of those different things. And, and they don't, the young people don't need to just start that when they're 15, 16, 20, whatever, right. no, you know, four, 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 four. Right. you know, Aliona, she, she was four years old. 
And know? now she's how old? 26. 26. Wow. You know, so, um, so you know, that, that's, that's what we've always done. That's what we've always known to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and now people are looking at it and saying, I mean, we, 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 we just did an install uh, in PS10 in Brooklyn, a school of 800 people, mm-hmm. 800, uh, 800 students, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and during hours. academic hours, during the school wow. day. That's, yeah. wow. It's what, not ten, an after-school babysitting. It is like built into academic hour anti-bias education, the arts. Right. And it's a year after COVID where school and education was behind easily by a year. Right. They realized if they don't address this, they call it social emotional learning. Call it whatever you want. It's like it has to be understood that we cannot let our kids not have a grasp of the world there. The diversity they've inherited. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's PS10 in Brooklyn and Flint, can, Michigan. Yeah, you know, we we. Uh, How we, many installations do you all have now? So wow. we're we're we the the Henry Box Brown tour allowed us to do a six city tour. We got interrupted by the the COVID crisis, right. but we didn't stop. Our first pilot was in Flint, Michigan. Again, a partnership with the New Standard Academy and the Llewellyn Baha'i Center for Learning. And these two institutions came together. Suddenly, the church community, the education all came together. We always wait for the grassroots to own it so it's not a top-to-bottom New York. Right. And so all through COVID, we were like virtue uh, virtue programs on Zoom, theater, acting, dancing on Zoom. And believe it or not, 150 kids right. got this program, and we were delivering snacks and refreshments to their door wow. and doing running the camp. So Flint, next is Pensacola, Florida, of course, Jackson. We did Savannah, Georgia. We got Chicago next. And during all this time, that Henry Box Brown show that you saw got mm-hmm. option to go to Broadway. That's yeah. awesome. That's insane. Insane. That's awesome. But Jackson's very special. I'm not saying right. that because Eric calls it a shout out everywhere you go. Oh, Jackson's yeah. special because it's the no, first time we've literally seen all the elements and the strengths and the court, like the family, mm-hmm. the educators, the JMC, uh, Ned Theater, the you know the the mayor, the faith communities, the Lane College, the Black History, like the all the stakeholders showed up and they kept showing up. Thanks, right. thanks to Wendy Trice Barron and Matt Marshall Ooh. and the NAACP, Harold Carter, like the folks that showed up and didn't hesitate to support it. It means it won't be wasted on some right. sort of a vanity project. Right. That's right. That's right. So how how do people who are listening right now um, help support? The Jackson Children's Theater, right, right, and right. other children's mm-hmm. theater. If somebody else wants to get that started in their community, wherever oh. they are, how do they yeah. do that? How do they contact you all? So, um, yeah, our goal is to really make sure that it is homegrown. So we're looking for the resources in your community to employ, mm-hmm. whether it's the teaching artist that comes from the local college, or is learning, or is an internship, paid or otherwise. So we want to first start with Jackson and make sure every ounce of our energy is in Jackson. This has got to succeed first. That's my commitment to our donors and funders. And so um, I would just really love to hear from you at childrenstheatercompany.org. We would love to put you in touch with our local stakeholders, our advisory board led by Ms. Wendy Trisparent. Martin, excuse me, um, and others. But at the end of the day, we will be running a full multidisciplinary program, either in the fall or in the summer, We'll partner with the NED or with one of the local theater groups here. Mm-hmm. And we really just want to make sure we give a little twist because our musicals are, you know, about social issues. It's not just the quotes and speeches that you'll see this weekend. And come this weekend. Come on Saturday at 6 p.m. It's free. See the kids perform. It's a rolling registration when we do it for the full uh, round. And we just want to keep the partnership going until we put the whole thing in, in place for a year. 
a semester, mm -hmm. and then hopefully we'll get local and state funding. Right now we're funded by the National Endowment for the Arts and the National Spiritual Assembly of the Baha'is and um, some funders from New York and other places, but we would really love to find local support and really find um, scholarships for all the kids. So. Okay. Yeah, you're giving us a chance to tell your whole story. Yeah, any, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, that's what this interview is for. Um, <clears throat> what are things that you all need at this time? Is there anything specifically that this program needs wow. on, on a local and national level? Well, Santa, <laughs> I think the need is always to, first of all, find the right venues. We are really gifted. We're really honored to be at the net. So I hope that's going to be a real residency. Mm. But venues, space, right? And then I think it's also really much more about finding the, the talent community, the mm. teaching community, and the parent community. Like this is to us the richest resource. And of course, beyond that, we want to be able to provide the kids full scholarships we want to be able to actually give the funding out. So funding is important. But outside of that, I mean, look at look at the media that is in this city and how much support has come to this. So I think this kind of support is just the in-kind, the way we stretch that dollar, I've never seen anything like it. Mm -hmm. And you guys are doing it. So I think the the ability to, uh, to create a scholarship fund, I we're calling it the Henry Box Brown Mobilization Grant. And okay. if someone wants to contribute to that through the Children's Theater, We'll get as many kids in it. And even when we don't have the funds, we will figure it out. But it really is great to be able to have a real multidisciplinary program for everybody. Mm -hmm. All right. So if you would like to help out, make sure you contact uh, the Children's Theater Company. Uh, you can go to childrenstheatercompany.org to find out more information. Uh, they have um, many things on their musical catalog, um, Mm. programs, chapters, how to support them, um, what you can use for your schools, the community mobilization grant. Uh, there's a ton of information on that website that you can um, find out more information about. Is there anything you all want to say to, com to the community before we end our show? Yes, thank you. <laughs> wow. You're welcoming us, I your mean, hospitality. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, just the, just the reception, the the embrace that we've received from Jackson. And I'll tell you, you know, I mentioned this la uh, I, I, uh, last night at a concert, is that Jackson was the first place that I had seen Henry Box Brown all the way through, even though I'm a composer, co-composer okay. of the show. Uh, and that's because, you know, um, I was still out touring and writing music and sending it back mm -hmm. to Mayor, right? <laughs> and uh, or she would call and say, "I need a song for this part, this and this." So she would send that, and so you know, it's it was very special for me to come to Jackson, see the 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 kind of the Broadway version of the show. I had right. seen snippets of it, but I, I hadn't seen the two and a half hour version, Broadway version of the show, and to come back to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Um, where my you're home from. state, right. where I'm from, <laughs> and to see it here mm -hmm. with my folks mm -hmm. was um, was very moving for me. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to say thank you, um, you know, to Tennessee, to Jackson specifically, uh, for welcoming uh, us when we came, 
And, uh, you know, we just, we, yeah. we love being here. We're glad to be back. Mm-hmm. And just seeing what we saw today at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I'm just like, we're blown away. Like we're, we're yeah. We've never been tired and exhilarated at the same time. Right. That's <laughs> really something. Usually but, we're just tired and or just exhilarated. Yeah. But I mean, if there's one other uh, sort of wish list for Santa, it would be that public schools start to really look at using the theater as a tool for moral reasoning, that right. we cannot have academic education have that missing link, that gap. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a public school teacher or principal or officer or after school club, and you can see the potential for us supporting your academic standards with the arts rooted in anti-bias education, ethical education, inclusivity, whatever name you need to call it, we can back it up with data. Mm-hmm. We can show 87% literacy skill sets increased right. because they were acting out those words till by the end of the day they had vocabulary of a high school student if they're a lower school. Right. We can do all that with the arts and support all that learning, right. but also allow the kids to have that new eye for being world citizens. That's what's not happening in our schools, and the schools right. have so much inspiration um, in, in their part. And we're doing that at PS10 in Brooklyn, and we know it can be replicated. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you all so much for, for coming. You're always welcome on the show. Uh, thank you all for all you all do. We want to thank our sponsors, R&R Custom Mills and Tires Express and Baskerville Funeral Home. And we just um, hope you all um, really uh, go to the website and, and get in touch with Wendy and, and whoever else. If you're listening from across the United States and you want to get an, in on this, um, go to childrenstheatercompany.org to find out more information, find out how you can support this great program. And if you know some children who need to be in this program, make it so, make it happen. Um, right. Think about being a sponsor for those children and, yeah. and getting them in the program. So I hope you all have a wonderful and blessed week. Take care of one another. Watch out for one another. And we'll talk to you again next week. God bless.